that voice was the voice of Don Kuhn, the mental health mom. Welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I am Michael. I am absent. My wife, Amy, but I do have the privilege of having Don in studio. Wow. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited. Well, I'm excited because I've never seen any, like, I've not, and we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but it feels like I just don't know the another mom that is in this space that you are kind of carving out as an advocate. And so when you and I talked on the phone, we used to go to the same church. Right. And, and you're like, hey, w- could I be on the show and uh, promote this this thing that I'm advocating for? I got excited about it. And here you are. We actually made it happen. I think I only canceled on you once. You did. I, I was amazing. You're like the busiest guy on the planet. Well, so. I don't know about that, but you're very gracious to hang in there with me. And uh, I almost canceled on you today. Oh, no. Fanta- I'm kidding. <laughs> That would have been really mean. Oh, no. I, I would have understood. I thought about teasing and being like, hey, I'm going to have to move it again just to kind of, can I get a reaction? But I chose to be healthy. Well, aren't you sweet? Well, I, I, I would not be. have minded. Seriously. You are like, <laughs> no, I, I appreciate the time. I, I really do. I'm not going to do that. Okay. So let everybody, you know, give me that 50,000 foot pitch. What is mental health mom? What are you doing? Why are you calling yourself this? I'm calling myself this because I'm trying to advocate for better laws and better treatment of our minors as it relates to mental health disorders. I have two boys, two amazing boys. Uh, One is 13 and one is 12. They're adopted. They were biological brothers, but they were adopted. And our situation, we had a very young birth mother, um, you know, addicted to drugs, very think common story when you're adopting um, through CPS. And we were told through the process that the birth parents had some mental health disorders, that the birth mother was bipolar, and there were some other mood disorders and depression. And we were sort of, for lack of a better word, warned that our kids could also have these mental health disorders. So when my oldest son started getting really angry at about age seven. And when I say angry, I mean hitting and kicking, you know, things that are beyond just a grumpy kid. Yeah. And my other son started really having trouble sitting still in school. You know, that fidgety, always moving around, you know, like that's me. every kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I hear you. Or every me boy. Too. Every boy. Exactly. So we did what I guess we're raised to do. First, we took him to their pediatrician which led to a referral to a psychiatrist. We went in, and I was thinking that it was going to be like a, a big ordeal. Like, they're, they're, you know, my kids are young. There must be a, a, some big thing we're about to go through. Yeah, a machine of some sort. A machine, sort. some, you know, magical something, because, you know, this is a big deal to bring kids in for something like this. But in the back of our minds, you know, it had been ingrained in us through the adoption process that this could happen. So we went, and I was completely shocked because it is not a big process. It is a uh, brief questionnaire, a letter to the teacher, and a 15-minute appointment. All psychiatrists book in 15-minute increments. They do. They book in 15-minute Maybe not all. I know one. Most. That does not. Most. Yes. Most. Yes, I agree. So a few questions, you know, me, a frustrated mom, worried about, you know, a few tears are shed, and boom, my oldest was diagnosed as having bipolar disorder, 
which was what we were told his biological mother had. And my youngest was diagnosed with uh, severe ADHD. Okay. Wait, severe ADHD? Yes. Did they actually use that term? And he was six, yes. Severe? Yes. I'm, huh. At six. I've not even, and it just might be my own uh, delinquent. Uh, I've never heard mm-hmm. someone being called severe ADHD. Yes. I'm ADHD. Yes. And but I, I went through far more extensive assessment. Yes, and I can tell you, you'll see it when, when I get to the end of the story why it was deemed okay. severe. But So we, we were told that my oldest son, who was diagnosed bipolar, would need a full neuropsych evaluation. And that you had to be seven years old to have that happen. So luckily he was seven. So we went to another psychiatrist that we referred to and did a half-day evaluation on okay, more a seven-year-old. Extensive. More extensive. Um, and he actually had an adult IQ test at seven oh. and tested at the Mensa level. So this is a smart kid. This is a smart kid. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously not my kid, right? Yeah. So, so <laughs> let's get that straight. Obviously, there's Lucky no, for him, he didn't come from either of our gene pools. no blood relation. Yes. So that doctor confirmed that he was bipolar. So we're like, okay, two doctors. It's that's, in the genetics. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, so That's not okay. just laying over and going, no. oh. So, of course, we were told, as many, many, many parents are, that the only way that our kids were going to have any quality of life is if they were on medication. Right. Because bipolar, a lot of people don't understand. Right. There is a literal chemical imbalance exactly. in the body that prevents them from regulating like a normal person. So you kind of need to supplement. I mean, they used to give lithium. Exactly. Which and is I- a poison. If you don't have bipolar... Yes. And you're taking lithium, you're going to die. You got a problem. Yeah. Yes. And actually, we put my son on lithium for a short period of time. But so it wasn't like my husband and I said, well, drug him up. Let's yeah. go. Right. We struggled. We prayed on it. We, you know, deep thought for a couple of weeks. But in the end, we drank the Kool Aid and were convinced, I'm starting to shake just talking about it, that this was the only way that our kids were going to have any quality of life. And so we did it. I mean, I, you know, in hindsight, of course, it's, I feel like I should be arrested or something when I well, say that. Yeah. But we're all geniuses in hindsight. Yeah. Right? You can look back and go, oh, exactly. I would exactly. Have, if I had known, I would have. Now, let me ask you this How yes. long then did they remain misdiagnosed and then on medication? Okay, about five and a half years. Wow. And during that time, my ADHD son just. One medication was adjusted as he grew. He was, you know, that was it. My other son, who was bipolar, nothing ever fit. We went through, I think, seven or eight different medications. Now, these are big, like, Mac Daddy psychotropic drugs, right? So, I mean, there was lithium. There was Depakote. You know, all these big names. You go on a mood stabilizer, and you go on an antipsychotic. So there's two drugs. Never quite worked. One shut his kidneys down. One messed with his liver. Just, you know, a hot mess. So here come, here we're at the turning point now of what happened. So last May, I decided that I was done listening to the wrong voice in my head. Okay. Okay. So one of my guilty pleasures in life is watching the Dr. Phil show. I'm just going to say, okay, I've watched it my whole life. That is definitely a guilty pleasure. It is. It's probably, you know, like more girl guilty pleasure, but I've watched it forever. And I've seen him have many kids on the show who acted like my older son who raged constantly. And I mean, big, big raging. And I would see one doctor who's on his advisory board, Dr. Frank Lawless, 
who would help these kids and oftentimes would test them through his center in Dallas called the PMP Center and realize that they had been on the wrong medication. So I kept seeing him, I kept seeing him, and I I would think in the back of my mind, gee, I wonder if average Joe people can call Dr. Lawless and be seen, or is it just like a Dr. Phil? So I didn't listen to my gut that was saying, something's not right, you need to call, those kids are just like yours, maybe he can help. I let that doubt, that demon voice get in my head saying, Stay the course. You're being ridiculous. You're being ridiculous. He, Dr. Phil, they're never even going to talk to you. You're, you know, just let it go. And now looking back, you know, I really wish I had listened to um, God's voice in my head instead. Yeah. So finally I did. Um, as my son started going through puberty, you know, all of these emotions were intensified. So I called the PMP Center in Dallas, which is the only center in the country right now that pulls all disciplines of the brain, doctors from all disciplines of the brain into one location. So you go and have two days worth of neurological assessment from every aspect, and but they all work together as opposed to... So a more holistic approach. Yes. Instead of the psychiatrists who only do drugs and then the you know psychologists who only do talk therapy and the this and the that, they're all under one roof. So it was a very fluid two days worth of testing. They would, you know, come out and say, oh, look at this. And then they all nine would get together and they would change the course of how the tests went. So it was very individualized. And the first time I called and filled out everything, we were denied because my son who was uh, thought to be bipolar, was hallucinating, big time, and which is a symptom of bipolar. It turns out it was because of the medication. I was just about to ask. That but would be... they don't see anybody there who's had any break from reality. And while he never lost touch, like he never experienced true psychosis, they don't see anybody that's hallucinated. So I had to have a three-hour phone interview with all nine doctors to plead my case to get my son in. You were committed. Well, and what's that? When my dad was sick and he had his issues and he was being treated by this kidney doctor in Colorado Springs, this lady was spiking his prednisone Wow. A hundred milligrams. You're kidding me. And it induced a prednisone induced dementia. So he would take this pill, and because I was there in the hospital, and he took this pill and was like, 10 minutes later, I went, Why are you just staring at me like that? Couldn't talk, didn't know where he was, complete craziness. Yeah. It's sad. You know, when you're on the wrong stuff or the wrong dosage, it really jacks you up. Well, and nothing was working, you know? So. Um, so we went to PMP. Fast forward, we had these two days worth of assessments. And one of the things, one of the tests that we did during that two days, and it was eight to five, two days worth of testing, was something called a QEEG or brain map. And what that revealed to us is, number one, my ADHD son is not ADHD. ADHD has a very specific brainwave pattern. And my, more importantly, or not more importantly, but... Um, as more, important. As and, important, and but... incredibly important. Incredibly important, but... I, he was on I, the worst drugs. Yes, what I meant to say was more shocking. Okay. My son that we thought was bipolar, turns out, was having small seizures. So not like, you know, flail on the ground, foam at the mouth, but um, think of it like a, like a blip. 
like a blip in your brain. And every time this little seizure that he couldn't feel would blip in his brain, he would, um, it's almost like a reset. So he'd have a seizure and be happy, have a seizure and be angry, have a seizure, forget where he was, have a seizure and be furious, have a seizure and forget everything that just happened the last five minutes. And those symptoms mimic bipolar disorder. Yeah. So there was um, instantly a concern. So they sent it off to a, I forget what kind of doctor it is. I'm, I talk in simple terms. A, yes. A seizure doctor. Trust guy. me, my listeners yeah. <laughs> listen in simple terms. So that's seizure, what they like. A, a big wig seizure doctor guy. And he confirmed that that is what was actually going on. And he was not bipolar. So this happened in May. So since then, our lives have changed dramatically in such a positive you know god bless the big man upstairs way we were referred to a um doctor here in the woodlands i live in the woodlands uh called the sandstone center for neurofeedback and these guys are amazing like i i could talk for hours and days about how amazing these people are but what we did is we went in and we did a second one of those qeeg brain maps because I wanted confirmation, because I'm not going to listen to one doctor tell me what's going on anymore. I learned that lesson, right? Mama Bear's not playing that game anymore. Well, and, okay, so I just had the weirdest thought. Yeah. Because usually the problem with lay people, right, people that aren't a doctor, don't have all that whatever, is the by far the most consistent mistake I see in whatever field, psychology, medical, doesn't matter, is there's like this blind trust. And the problem is... Doctors make mistakes, too. They're not always correct. It's actually very wise to get a second, third, especially on serious stuff, right? Like, right. Obviously, if I'm limping and my ankle is turned sideways, I'm probably not going to doubt it's broken or whatever it's it is. sticking out of your skin. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but on mental things especially, it you know, the, the guys, the people that misdiagnosed them. Now, it could have been the system and that we shouldn't even allow 15-minute sessions and it should be a thorough, holistic evaluation but what's sad is it's I highly doubt they woke up that day and said, you know, who can we misdiagnose today? But they do it. Sometimes they have a bad day, right? right. And they were in a big old fight with their spouse in the morning, and then they're seeing <laughs> your kid, and they rush through the evaluation, right. right? So things right. get missed. And that I just want to make sure everyone hears that you're in charge. Yes. Like mom and dad and the patient are the boss. Yes. I say this over and over and over again yes. now. I'm the boss because – I'm paying you to help me out, and I'm going to ask, no, you know, we don't need to be dishonoring, but I like hearing that you, and and actually, here's a mom thing, Mm -hmm. and and my brother says this a lot, too, moms need to trust their gut more. Yeah. Now, unless you're a mom who is constantly getting in trouble by your gut, right, (laughs) right, and and you can say, you know, okay. But I just, my experience with moms, when they have that, like, if had you met me at that time, and and maybe you're doing an intensive with me or whatever, I would have said, hey, usually the mom gut is kind of, there's something real going on. So don't, I I hope moms are, you don't need to be dismissive about that kind of gut thing, because I don't know, I'm a dude. There is something special carrying a kid in your belly. Yes. Right? There's just a different connection. 
right. it, it's inevitable. Yes. So trust your guts, mama. Yes. And even if you don't carry them in the belly, I mean, it's not right. like just because my boys were adopted, well, I right, didn't feel it's the like mommy the, gut. It's, yes. It's the gender part yes. and the, it's, it's all, it's, it, there's just a different there thing. There is. Not there that is. dads can't have a gut and yada, yada, but I just usually don't, I usually don't, I'm not dismissive of a mother's sixth sense. Well, and I think moms too, mama bears especially, you know, we have that desire to want to control and fix things. And so, you know, I don't think I listened enough to my faith. I prayed constantly. Sure. Constantly, still do. But I, I really wasn't, um, I wasn't involving the real boss enough right. in the decisions because I just wanted I think all moms just want to fix it. And when they see their kid on these medications and they're calmed down and they're able to sit in school and they're not raging, you go, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the right thing. But in reality, I wasn't. I was just making them, you know, not zombies. They were never zombies, but they weren't themselves. But it, it's similar. I mean, because that's, that's real stuff, which I think, you know, and, and especially in today's world, you know, and I harp on this a lot. Don't diagnose your kid either. No, right? I mean no. that everybody and and actually you 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 are serving such a powerful warning on if the experts can do assessments, right? Like the first right. one was kind of janky, right? So, eh, but then you know a half day mm -hmm. deal and all this stuff. Those people can get it wrong. Having zero education, experience, exactly. mentorship, you don't have a clue. No. And they just, and you know, people come in constantly. My spouse is bipolar. My child is ADD. And it's like. They're buzzwords. They are. ADHD, autism, bipolar, unfortunately, have become buzzwords. I mean, when you look at the statistics of how many every year increasing number of minors are diagnosed with these things, it's, it's nuts. It's cuckoo bananas. I went to the psychiatrist, our psychiatrist. When I found out they were misdiagnosed. Now, wouldn't you like to have been a fly uh -oh. on the wall in yeah. that conversation? Yeah. There's there's a video on my website that I, I taped right after and by so the way, to get it all out. That website would be mentalhealthmom.life. Yes. Mentalhealthmom.life. I told you, Don, to remind me to promote your stuff on the okay, show. Okay, well, I'm gonna give you a chance because when I get okay. to the end of the story, I'm gonna have you promote, promote, all promote. Right. All right, I promise. So I went, um, I forgot where I was now. Um, well, you you went into a, the psychiatrist who misdiagnosed. Yes, and we had a very interesting conversation. And I went in, like, with my fists up in the air. Like, I was ready for her to be defensive and me to just go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Like, I was such a ferocious mama bear, and she wasn't. She was so sympathetic and even went so far as to tell me that she noticed some things, but that she is not encouraged No. to refer to any other type of doctor that she is encouraged by her superiors only to medicate and well, unfortunately, that's where the money is it, yeah big pharma and that is what that is how the mental health mom was born because this is just nuts so uh, we get this brain map we find out they're misdiagnosed we go to this amazing sansone center for neurofeedback my kids have non-invasive neurofeedback training, 60 sessions, and now, which I don't know if you know what that is, but it retrains the brain waves. And how do they go about that? Yeah, it's for so, the listener because oh I know gosh, everything, Don. So, well, I don't know what it is. I know you do. Of course, you I do. don't actually. Oh, you do. No, oh, no. Let's just go with you do. I have an idea. But you have an idea. Okay, yeah. so neurofeedback is the coolest thing since sliced bread. 
It's been around about 30 years. It was approved by the FDA in 2013 as a diagnostic tool for ADHD because ADHD does have such a specific brainwave pattern. It's used with depression, bipolar, uh, anxiety, ADHD, a lot of traumatic brain injuries, PTSD, that type of stuff. What it does is basically you go in, they put some little, uh, uh, you know, gel on your head and some little doohickey, again, not the doctor, doohickey sensor things, doohickey sensor things that don't hurt. This is all non-invasive. Then you sit in the most comfortable leather recliner you've ever sat in. I keep going. Is there a big screen with sports on? I'm not joking. Is there? You sit in a chair and you pick your Netflix show. What? That sounds like my everyday. I mean, like I begged to need neurofeedback, right? So the kids would sit in this chair, pick their Netflix show for 30 minutes. They watch their show. And while they're watching it, here's where the science comes in. It's all about how their brain is firing. So if they're watching the show and, of course, they program all these doohickeys into the computer that are connected to the sensor things. But if their brain fires correctly, the screen gets super bright and the sound in their headphones gets super loud. If the brain fires wrong, the screen gets darker and the sound goes down. And what happens is your brain needs three things to survive. Oxygen, food, and stimulation. Okay. So when the brain is stimulated by that brighter light and that louder sound, it goes like this. I like this a lot. So I need to keep firing and doing what I just did to make it happen again. And the fascinating thing about your brain waves is once you retrain them how to fire properly, they do not regress. So it is a one-time treatment. Wow. Non-invasive. 60 60 60 times. So how many times a week would someone traditionally go? We went, because it's your close to us we went three times a week okay um it is you know it is tiring a little bit on the brain you think you're watching tv but yeah but your brain's working super hard but you can i mean there are even in-home units so like families that have multiple kids you can do it surely iphone apple's gonna come up yes exactly so these so so fast forward so 60 sessions and um my my one son that was ADHD also we found out had some visual processing issues. So he's doing some other therapies and we're still involved with that. But they finished their 60 sessions. My oldest son um no longer has seizures. All of his brain waves have been retrained to not seize. He is off all medication. My son that was supposedly ADHD um was treated for anxiety with the neurofeedback and he's a new kid. Like He's a new kid. I, I can't even, he has like little to no anxiety. And we're still working on the visual processing stuff. So we have about another six months of therapy. That's a whole separate animal. But, um, and he's drug free also. Now, the difficult part is as we were weaning off these medications, you know, these drugs don't care that these are kids. Oh, who yeah. Who didn't ask for that. Yeah, you gotta. So these, you know, my kids went through detox. Withdrawal. They went through withdrawal. My oldest son became very suicidal, um, would come to me multiple times a day and say, Mom, you need to take me somewhere because I am going to kill myself. And it was coming off the meds. It yeah. was the side effects of the meds. We had never seen that before. Oh, I have a friend right now whose awful. daughter was born with, I don't know what it's called. It's extremely rare. And she can't talk. She has like mm. 80 to 100 seizures a day, oh, big ones. Oh, my gosh. And... Uh, did not even expect life expectancy is like maybe nine. 
And what is so sad is they put her on such intense anti-seizure meds, they have now discovered that uh, hemp oil or marijuana the, yeah, oil, CBD, with CBD yes. uh, the oil stuff, totally, yes. but they can never take her off the meds because it would kill her. Yes. The withdrawal symptoms yes. would kill her. Would kill her. And so they're brokenhearted. Yes. And they can't even get where the state they live in. Yeah won't even legalize that oil for that kind of treatment. It's just nuts. It's it's just, they, it's just big pharma so control. Because here's so. what I would say, Don. I am not anti-medication, and I actually don't either. hear that you are either. Mm -hmm. There are, Hey, everybody listening, there are times where biologically you need a little help. Now, yes. sometimes you have a literal biological problem, and you just kind of need it for a long time. Mm -hmm. Other times it's just for a brief period, whatever. Absolutely. It's okay. It's not bad to take them. However, I would be, I would want to support drug free if yes. possible. Yes. So, like, if there is an alternative way to do this, which you have me thinking about it for my ADD, because I take medicine for that. Oh. And I would be very interested in going to these guys going, okay, do your little thing. And I might find out, no, actually, you're not ADD, you're bipolar. That'd be my luck. I mean, it. <laughs> You're to narcissistic me, with sociopath. Yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> you need to be in a pattern. You room. need to be in prison right now. <laughs> Goodbye. How many bodies are Let's there? Get the straitjacket. Um, but, you know, it's so, to me, the issue is in the diagnosis. Yes. Because, yes, there are people who need these medications, and I am a pro-med girl. But what I think needs to happen is, and this is sort of where my advocacy comes in with this whole situation, I think, you know, my... My catchphrase through all this has been, I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah. Who was supposed to tell me that a brain map exists and has for 30 years and was approved by the FDA as a definitive diagnostic tool for ADHD? Who was supposed to I, tell me that? I am ADHD. Did. I have a PhD. I was totally unaware of that. I'm totally unaware. Exactly. And, and you know, who... So. I think increasing... My job is to just increase awareness. Mm. I want other mama bears to know what they don't know. And, and then after that, my second biggest you know, thing I want to do is, is just this mad mama bear. I'm getting all widgy in my seat. Widgy, is that a word? Widgy's a word. Widgy, fidgety, I'm going with it. Fidgety and widgy. I like widgy way better. Okay, I'm getting all widgy in my seat because the laws need to change. In my opinion, I'm trying to get in front of some lawmakers. I'm trying really, really hard. But I think that we need to change the laws in our country and with the psychiatry industry so that all non-evasive testing methods like the brain map there are others but like the brain map and treatment methods like neurofeedback and vision process training there's there are others but yeah, like there are. that like that some that work the great CBD, with PTSD yeah yes should be exhausted before a psychiatrist is allowed to write a prescription for a psychotropic med to a minor cuz those are that's big. what i want to see okay first thing i'm going to have to introduce you to Maggie Russell I met Maggie in 2005, 2006. She came out of nowhere <laughs> like a... Like on fire. Fireball <laughs> and dragged me in to this premarital legislation stuff she was doing and passionate about that got passed in Texas. Oh, my gosh. And so she knows everybody. Oh, my and gosh. And I'm an idiot. I used to not vote. I was like a Christian version of a hippie. I just... I didn't... It was dumb. Oh, it I matters. can acknowledge that now. But, I mean, I'm like Mr. I don't like the government kind of a thing. 
and she yanked me in there where at one point for this thing, I was in front of a Senate, I think it was a Senate subcommittee where they're oh, like wow. in a half minute. Yeah, oh, right. my heavens. Getting annihilated. Oh, nice. I mean, because that's what they do. Because that was well, fun. Well, the key guy was a man who owned a gigantic uh, law firm in Austin that made over $100 million a year on yep. divorce. Yeah. Why would he want to lower divorce? Totally uninterested. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I got to make that introduction. I would love that. I you can know, give you her because because I think people. Well, I don't want to say that, but I think this might even be something she'd be very interested. Because it's intimidating. I mean, it I, is. I'm, I am. I'm just a mom. I, I'm just a mom who fiercely loves her boys. I, I'm, you know, and by the way, this is like taking on big pharma. I mean, this. That is, is your you new know. tagline. What? I'm just a mom who fiercely loves her boys. Okay. I'm telling I'm you, that is a it. great line. I'm, I'm just a mom I'm change it. who fiercely loves her boys. That is mental health mom dot life, L-I-F-E. Uh, what's the, okay, so there are three major things you're doing for advocacy. Right. One was, just to go over it again. Increase awareness. Increase just awareness. Help other moms know what they don't know. Then two was legislative. And three is in order for any of that to happen, the insurance companies have to get on board. Okay, here's where I'm going to blow your yeah, mind. Yeah, that's never Here's gonna. where I'm going to blow your mind. Exactly. None of this non-evasive stuff is covered. We have great Of course insurance. not, because it works. Insurance. Yes, and because, because of the money that's involved. Okay, now here. So we have great insurance. So when my son was on lithium and Depakote, my copay was zero. Wow. Zero. That is good insurance. Zero dollars, okay? Yet... They won't pay for the brain mapping. They paid for none of the neurofeedback, none of the vision process training. I won't even tell you, not none of the assessments we did in Dallas, won't even tell you how much we're into all this, worth every red cent and nickel. Yes. But my, ugh, getting that, what is it, widgety? Yes. Widgety again. Because my kids are not any better than anybody else's kids. Right. And this type of treatment needs to be readily accessible Available. and cost-effective for everybody. I shouldn't be able to get my kids neurofeedback training and get them off drugs because I happen to have a little bit more money in my checking account. I carry enormous guilt over that because my kids don't deserve it any more than anybody else's. And that makes me angry. Well, your kids deserve it, and so do the other kids. That's what I'm saying. Right? And but it's like... What 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 do we have to do? I know but insurance is such a crazy, and it's the it's a part of the problem. It is. It's why all of a sudden ADD explodes. Why? Because it used to be uh, what was the diagnosis for kids before ADD? Generalized anxiety disorder. Oh, yes. Every yes. kid had that. Why? Yes. Because it was the code the insurance exactly. company would reimburse exactly the therapist for, mm -hmm. and then when that went away. Every look, yep. and I, I'm telling you, therapists are going. Look, listen, I'm just going to put a diagnosis of ADD down. Yep, that's exactly. And, and what then they're try doing. to help your kid out, but yeah, they almost they dysfunctionally feed off of each other. They do, and it's it it's infuriating. It's just infuriating. And like I said, I'm just a mom who fiercely loves her boys. That's your. I'm telling but, you, that's a great line. I, I've got to try and make a difference. I've got to. I can't sleep at night knowing that this happens. Okay, I have one more thing to tell you that's going to blow your mind. All right. Okay. So my youngest son, who we thought was ADHD, okay, who is not, had some. He is. He does have high functioning autism, for real. That's kind of become a buzzword these days, right. also. But not as big a one because there's not any drugs associated with right. it. Right. Okay. But and he had pretty high levels of anxiety, which have now gone down with the neurofeedback. But his main issue is this vision processing stuff. 
I didn't know what I didn't know. Did not know that there's a difference between eyesight and vision. Did I, you know that? I did not know that either. Okay, so mind blown already. Mind blown. Okay, so and so was mine. So you know, we go to the eye doctor, right? You read the little chart on the wall. If you get them right, no glasses. You get them wrong, glasses, right? I mean, that's and that's right. what they do in the schools, right? That's eyesight. Vision is what your brain does with the information that uh, your eyes see. How it translates. Yes, okay. and every part of your brain is used in vision processing, and every sense. Every one of your senses is used in vision processing. So what was happening with my son, um, in short, again, in Dawn mom lingo, is his vision processing is a hot mess. He's dropping data packets between parts of his brain. He can read all day long the words, but he can't comprehend what the words mean together in a sentence or paragraph or story. And there's also something involved in vision processing called primitive reflexes yeah didn't know what i didn't know so primitive reflexes are these things um there's like six or eight of them one of them is called like the spinal gallant reflex all these big 30 letter words there's a lot of information about it on my website ah which is Uh, mentalhealthbomb.life there you go but basically what happens is they tend they integrate in the womb or shortly after birth if they don't integrate what happens is like the spinal gallant reflex, for example, it causes you to feel physical discomfort while sitting. These should be the standard test for kids. These non-invasive things at school. Why do we test for eyesight, and not vision? Vision processing is what what allows you to comprehend when you read. Reading well, and, comprehension. And it's I don't know why this just popped into my head, but it's the point of what I think you're trying to advocate for through mentalhealthmom.life, we had a friend in grad school in Chicago who had been suicidal and homicidal for seven years of her life. Oh, my gosh. She wanted to kill herself and her daughters. And and it was crazy. They tried to cast demons out of her. She went to every conceivable psychiatrist, doctor, blah, blah, blah. No one ever did a blood test. After seven years, somebody, I, I can't remember where she was living, went, you know, you just need to do like a full body, like full thing, they found out she had a problem with a thyroid. Yeah. She got on thyroid medication Boom. two weeks. Fine. Boom. Gone. That's the kind of stuff, people. Well, like, if these, it, holistically, we exactly. got to look at Exactly. And if these reflexes don't integrate, like for my son, he was told he was squirming in school. He couldn't sit still. He was constantly popping up. Well, if these reflexes don't integrate, that's what happens. It's incontrollable body movements. But the answer is some therapy that he's going through like it's vision therapy is kind of like physical therapy sort of and but doing stuff with your eyes and to help integrate these reflexes but how many kids out there have been diagnosed and drugged as adhd because one of these reflexes didn't integrate just like my son and the treatment is not totally non-invasive it's just such an easy treatment it's just infuriating why is a primary care doctor we're told to take our kids in every year when they're young, right? They get their yearly checkup, their annual exam, yeah. their shots. You know, they check before for you can even play sports every year. You got to yes. do that humiliating. But exam. we're not we're not checking for uh, visual processing or auditory processing. We just check eyesight and hearing. Okay, eyesight and vision aren't the same. Hearing and auditory processing not the same. Why aren't we checking for? 
reflexes. I actually know. Why? I have Tell a reason. Tell me, please. I, I have like solved. I have literally oh solved this. Oh my gosh. You this is like, big. You're my hero. This is big. Let me have a drum roll, please. Here's why. Because Don Kuhn hadn't <laughs> gone through what you had to go through. You hadn't arrived yet. No, I'm telling you, it always starts with that one, that one person. Like, again, Maggie Russell for premarital. She was like, this is insane. We could cut divorce in half if right. we would just uh, benefit or even try to. We tried to require it at first, and that failed miserably. Right. But it takes that person who is willing to do the work, who's willing to be the voice, who's willing. Well, frankly, God calls. And God has clearly called you into this space. And that is going to be of significance. It really is. So, thank you. You're our only hope, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan, yes. So, okay, so listen. So this, this, the psychiatry industry, and again, not knocking it. At least you're not going after, you know, large powerful yeah not at all narcissistic at industries all. yeah baby stuff it's like puppies i'm dealing yeah. with puppies here that's what it is puppies um so they their kind of rules or standard of care practices you know is called the dsm called right the psychiatry i, I had Bible. to learn that stupid yeah, horrible book okay so are, are you are you ready are you sitting down okay i'm sitting down you're sitting down okay so in the dsm under adhd which is the Diagnostic, Diagnostic Statistical, Statistical Manual, Manual of Mental Health Disorders. Yeah, DSM. Yes. <laughs> mom, mom talk, yes. DSM. So in their under ADHD, it says that the psychiatrist should rule out any visual or auditory processing issues before diagnosing with ADHD. Do you know what my psychiatrist said to me when I confronted her after finding out they were missing. Probably I had no idea. She said, you know what? I noticed your son's eyes never really tracked right. Mm. Now, Dr. Smalley. It's an odd thing to say. We saw her for five and a half years. It is in their standard of care practices to check for visual processing issues. She noticed visual processing issues, and yet is encouraged by her superiors not to say anything but to medicate. I got a problem with that. Well, yeah, because it's easier to go 15 minutes if it's a prescription refill. Yes. So I talked you actually to, have to spend time with somebody. Yes. I talked to a malpractice attorney. I said, okay, it's in their instruction manual. It wasn't done. Do I have a case? You know what he said? No. No. Because you don't have enough money. No, it wasn't because I don't have enough money. Well, pro well probably to so. go up against the big boys. Yeah, but here's what he said. He said, I would have to prove that my psychiatrist did something different than all the other psychiatrists in the industry, and you know what? None of them yeah. are following those guidelines. Which None is why people get helpless. Yes. And most of us kind of shut down. I can sometimes, when things hit snags and and that's why we were sad that amy couldn't be on here because she's a fellow know, mama, mama bear. bear you know like sometimes people with my person just shut down and stick her head in the sands where the mama bear goes well that's not okay so what can i do and so let me ask okay if okay. they go to mentalhealthmom.life yes sir and let's say a parent is listening to this show yes or it's been forwarded to someone who they thought needed to hear it what what can they do can they reach out to you do you provide information on the website that can help them start the process of going, hey, 
has my child been misdiagnosed? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's really what the website is designed for. Um, if you go to the website, there is a myriad of information. There are articles that I wrote back when we thought the boys were bipolar and ADHD. Once we found out they were misdiagnosed in May, I started video blogging. And all of those videos are under... The videos. The videos, yes. That was a really Right there title. at the top. Yes. There's also an advocacy tab, um, trying to keep up with, you know... The media outlets, the legislators, everybody that we're trying to get a hold of. There's also a petition on there that yeah. you can sign to help me change the mental health laws to better protect our minors. Most importantly, there's a resources tab. And under the resources tab, there are a variety of resources on pretty much everything that we've been through, from brain mapping to neurofeedback to vision processing to primitive reflexes to chiropractic care, to autism, psychotropic drugs, things going on with big pharma, our laws, school accommodations. I mean, there's, you know, a ton of different subjects um, on there that relate to everything that we've talked about today. That and, is extensive. And then there's a, a uh, shop tab. Where you can Ooh. buy a mental health mom. We're on it now, people. Yeah, We're you looking can go at buy it. a mental and health mom t-shirt, coffee I will mug. make sure and have the links and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, so you can buy this different, podcast different shirts, different colors. And then um, finally, certainly there's different ways that you can contact me um, on the site. You can subscribe to the site. You can email me, uh, dawn at mentalhealthmom.life. Uh, I also have a Facebook page, Mental Health Mom, with the same um, logo. So lots of good information there as well. Um, so I think it's pretty well organized for just a mom who doesn't know squat about websites no. but I, there's a lot i add information every day um i reach out to somebody uh like yourself every day a media outlet or a legislator uh, i haven't really started stalking legislators yet but i'm oh that'll happen i'm getting close to that especially if yeah. you join forces with maggie i'm getting close you'll to be that. stalking i've written the nice little letters and emails and yeah. placed the pleasant calls but the stalking is uh eventually it's on the horizon eventually you end up there yes in the hallway going knocking yes on doors. Yes. So I'm I'm uh, I, I'm I'm getting there. Good. Well, Don, I really appreciate you taking the time, spending the energy just to get here to the home studio. But more importantly, I, I appreciate what you're doing for mental health, especially as it relates to children. Yes. And being misdiagnosed. So if you're a parent out there and your child is already diagnosed, or maybe you're a parent, you know, usually the kind of thing I would give a parent or a layperson is look, if 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 in your head you are consistently saying, this is insane. You know, whatever you're dealing with with your child. There might be something. We don't know. But that's kind of the red flag. And then at that point, there are resources. So go to mentalhealthmom.life. Click on resources because she's got a lot of really good stuff to help get you started on the right path. Because you've kind of been down the road. And you have that experience. And you kind of know, hey, I wish I hadn't done this. And I wish I would have known about that. And, and and that's why I started the site. If you know, I didn't have anything like that when I was going through this. So I'm not aware to, of anything like this. Yeah. So I'm I am rooting for you. And there's a there's a, one more thing. There's a at the if you happen to live in Houston or nearby, the, the Sandstone Center for Neurofeedback where the boys went, um, they've become a huge partner of mine because they've seen such great change in my boys and helped me get them off meds that um, they will do one of those initial brain maps, which gives you about 30 pages of information on Dang. your brain down to what nutrients it needs. Um, if you if you mention the mental health mom, 
Um, it's normally a $500 brain map, but they'll do it for $99. Wow. Just because of, you know, they're just supporting our advocacy work. So for $99, you can have all of the answers. They will. I've had people go in and say, I feel like they live in my house because the information is so detailed. And if you mention the mental health mom, they'll give you a break on that. Initial Very cool. Assessment. And I'll make sure and provide a link to them as well. So once again, thank you for being thank on the you show. Thank you so much for having me. Blessings and best. Well, I don't even have to say best wishes or best luck because you're working it. I need it. You're doing it. And and I think what I sense in you is that you're not going to quit on it. So, and that's, those are the people that change lives. I was shaking from a storm in me. Haunted by the specters that we had to see. Yeah, I wanted to be the melody. Above the hurt, I was young.